0: Well, it's best song ever, not a podcast better, the tunes are cool and the jokes are clever, it's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBan, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? I'm coming in hot. You're you're a hot, I'm, hot I'm, man. I'm angry. I'm upset, Luke. Uh oh, you I, sound outraged. I'm outraged. You got it. Yeah.
1: I uh, you know, it's been a week. Um, yeah, it's
0: been a bad week to be Swifty adjacent. Uh, it's hard. It's hard out here for a Swifty, as I said to you in a text message this week. Yeah,
1: boy, is it. Um. And, uh, and, Luke, uh, we are, of course, speaking about the Eras Tour.
0: Yes, or as I like to call it, Take it Mastergate. <laughs> That's a combination oh. of Taylor, Ticketmaster, and, and then, you know, referring Watergate, to Watergate, yes. the famous scandal.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it'd be easier to get into the goddamn hotel room where Watergate took place than any of these concert venues uh that taylor swift is performing at next summer uh luke why don't you go ahead tell us about your ticketmaster experience
0: yeah so uh it was a crazy day yesterday and kyle's been prepping my wife uh has been preparing like she made sure that i was all set with my Ticketmaster account that I signed up for the pre sale. I thought also you were- just said that she made shirts. Like I was oh. here for the ticket to the <laughs> verified presale. No. No, she didn't go that far. She just made sure that we were all set up that like I was gonna be the backup uh trying to get tickets. And uh you know it's funny because it, we're both Capital One card members. They're sponsoring it. So we like got all set up with that. And Kyle and I are both very anxious, but I'm more, like, I hold it. <laughs> I might seem calm on the outside, but I'm anxious inside. And so I just think it's funny because I was trying to, like, stay calm. And Kyle's, like, freaking out. And uh, she's like, there's, there's 2,000 in front of us in the queue. Like, once we, like, got in the queue. Then, like, when it was one person ahead of you, she's, like, losing it. And, like, she gets red in her face, so she's all red, you know. And so I was, like, my heart was beating fast, too, but I just thought it was funny because she was, like, trying to click to, you know, like, we found the tickets. She keeps clicking it, keeps getting every error. There were multiple errors. There was, sorry, it can't be done on this device. Sorry, a fan beat you to the tickets. Um, and so I'm, I just think it's funny because I'm waiting in the queue. She got in ahead of me, and I'm like... Oh, man, she's getting so frustrated. I'm not going to be like this when I get in there. And then, like, after a few times, I'm like, motherfucker, like, just go forward, please. And then so I get in and I get all the way to the payment screen. Uh-huh. And so, like, this is further than Kyle's gotten. And, and by that then, point,
1: you you feel that you've got him,
0: right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm good. But then... And I've got my Capital One card there ready to go, but it uh kept giving an error on my card for some reason. And then after trying for, like, three times, it kicked – it said, you've reached the number of attempts you can make on this card. Kicks me back, luckily, into, like, the waiting room or, like, the the picking your ticket area. It didn't fully kick me out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kyle had to go on a meeting. So she's on a meeting trying to do this, and I'm still trying to do it. And it kept saying, like, there are no more tickets left. Adjust your price. So I had to go to a higher price. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at much higher than we were planning to spend. And so I just keep dragging that thing back and forth, like low and high. And then, like, occasionally tickets will pop up, and I'll click it, get an error, do it again. Just click it, and then I just kept doing that, and then eventually got to the payment screen again. Tried my card again, didn't work. I yelled at Kyle, "What's your CVV?" <laughs> and like I didn't know if she was on the meeting if I could. Didn't yell, matter. I was just I was just like half yelling, and then she runs out. And she's like, "Here's my card." And it's doing it and then I it sends a code to her phone. And I go, Code, code. <laughs> and I'm just like yelling, code. And she's like, What? And I'm like, Code. You're you're doing
1: like, it. You're doing the thing where you're trying to trace a call where yeah. you're just snapping. Like
0: uh, Yeah, like code. Um yeah, I was not moving from the spot. And then she gets me the code and I'm like waiting and the screen just goes white. And then, like, starts loading the different pieces of, like, the you're good screen. And I'm like, no way. No way. And then, uh, so I sent Kyle a screenshot right after that of, like, start anticipating. So, yeah, we got super lucky. I think I did the digital equivalent of shaking the vending machine until my (laughs) thing fell down and then we were good. But... Uh, Kyle's like afraid that now we're like, our tickets are going to be invalid somehow, or some some cataclysmic thing is going to happen. But I think we're going as of now. And, uh, my last update before we get into all the craziness, uh, is that my mom called me or my mom texts me being like, Hey, can you call me? I have a question about a Christmas present for Kyle. And, uh, (laughs) call her and she's like would you guys want taylor swift tickets and i just laughed and i'm like oh let me tell you the story and so we talked about i told her the whole story and was like yeah no we're actually going so
1: and if um, she wanted to get them for you too fucking bad yes
0: right yeah i know yeah because she was gonna try in the general admission i was gonna be like mob don't spend that much money please um but yeah so now i don't think she can so that's the update. You want to talk about that? Luke, that is a hell of a tale. Uh, yeah.
1: And why don't I take you on a journey into the past, into the present, and perhaps into the future, uh, as we detail the true enemy of this story.
0: Tell me. I want to know. Ticketmaster. Okay, it's Ticketmaster. It's that makes Ticketmaster. Sense. It's, listen, I thought it was them.
1: It's Ticketmaster, but it's so much more. Uh,
0: you thought it could be like a Loki Thanos thing Where you think it's Ticketmaster But the real enemy is Thanos But no, it's Ticketmaster
1: Let me tell you who the real enemy is uh, It's John Malone We know him uh, John Malone is a billionaire uh, And I don't need to go too much into this But my thoughts on billionaires are usually the same across the board uh, Fuck them So they are uh, Oh a-
0: jo- John, yeah, I think he gave me Malone <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay But, uh, you know, billionaires are essentially just American dragons hoarding an impossible amount of wealth. And uh, they fucking suck. But, John, he's collected a pretty vast net worth of not just money, but control over the music industry. And that's what I feel like a lot of billionaires are looking for. We're seeing it play out in real time right now on Twitter. Um, if anyone's yep. on there, uh, it's like the library of Alexandria burning to the ground around us. If it was full, a of bunch of fucking nonsense. <laughs> anyway. In 2020, uh, Malone's company, Liberty Media completed a purchase of the controlling stake in iHeartMedia, which uh, we hear about. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't tell you what they did really before, uh, before they... today, They do
0: those iHeartRadio awards where they nominate all their podcasts to get awards. Yeah,
1: um, he previously only owned a 5% stake, but a morsel. And uh, he increased his holdings by 50% to gain the controlling interest in a company who controls the nation's largest collection of broadcast radio stations. Among their podcast, among their other musical interests, like they are a, a... Giant corporation. Right. Now, Luke, this probably shouldn't have been allowed. Uh, there's a whole department in the Department of Justice, uh, the antitrust division, uh, that shouldn't have allowed mm. this. Uh, but in 2020, the Justice Department was run by Bill Barr, a Trump appointee. and I know that guy. Yeah, Luke. And you know what I think about Trump appointees across the board? Not great. <laughs> Fuck them. So... Or like a point don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, you have to ask, why, why does this violate antitrust law?
0: Why does this violate antitrust law? I Thank gotta you.
1: ask. A great question. Uh, because Liberty Media, Malone's company, owns Sirius XM, which itself at one point was a merger between two music industry giants, um, as well as Pandora, plus controlling stakes in both Live Nation, the largest concert promoter in the entire world, and Ticketmaster, the largest ticketing Mm -hmm. platform on the planet. Um, It's a monop. So essentially, if you're listening to music that's not on NPR, Spotify, or Apple Music, it is most likely owned by John Malone, uh, who's a 79-year-old man controlling what you're listening to, and like, just a not-fun fact, is also America's single largest landowner owning 2.2 <laughs> million acres of land. Uh, that's that's a lot of land. That's so much land. Who what are you going to do with land? all that land? Uh, fill it with disappointed Taylor Swift fans. <laughs> uh, Liberty Global, his cable company, has 30 million subscribers. He owns 8% of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, <laughs> so this guy... That's our weird... <laughs> He just wanted eight, he didn't want
0: ten? 15. He's
1: diversified. Uh, and before uh, anyone wonders, I looked. He he donated to a certain someone's inauguration fund, and I'll let you guess who. Ah, um, uh, so, Joseph Biden. <laughs> Joseph Robinette <laughs> Biden. Uh, Luke, how did Ticketmaster come to such prominence? You have to
0: wonder. I, I don't know. I mean, I bought many tickets from them over the years.
1: Yeah, by design, Uh, designed by IT staffer Peter Gadwa in 1976, the company really didn't take off until the arrival of Fred Rosen, who was a lawyer and amateur comedian. Uh, Freddy. Yeah, he he saw the future, and he he knew that the success, the path to success, wasn't through the artists, the musicians. Uh, But through the venues, and he cut a deal that ended up leading to one of the biggest complaints about Ticketmaster today. Hmm. Rather than charge the venue per ticket, as the leader at the time, Ticketron, did, uh, Ticketmaster would actually pay the venues per ticket, uh, which the venues Hmm. loved. And where did that cost go? To the consumer, in the form of an increased fee. Yep, there you go. And they have not stopped increasing those fees. I saw a Twitter thread today that had uh people reporting their ticket locations plus the cost Hmm. and then what the fee was on top of that. Okay. Uh, So take it for what it's worth, random people on Twitter, R.I.P. Uh, but here's a few examples. Four hundred and fifty dollars for tickets plus twenty five percent in fees. Over a hundred dollars. Uh, $750 plus $100 in fees. $255 per ticket for five tickets plus $280 in fees. Here's a cheap one. $89 a ticket plus a $45 fee, a $9 fee, and a $5 fee. It's insane. And it has created That's a monopoly miraculous. in where any venue... Uh, that hosts any amount of events is going to work with Ticketmaster because they're getting paid to, uh, there are competitors, they're much smaller and they've, they've touted, you know, no fees, less fees, but Ticketmaster has signed decade long agreements with a lot of these venues and they really can't get out of them and they don't really want to, uh, a big part of that is a concert promoter and the ticketing system being owned by the same company. Not a lot of competition there.
0: Uh, Bill, William Barr. William. Uh, which I will say, I know I spent, this was back when eight, 1989 was going on, and like, I spent over 300 $300 for us to get nosebleed seats and i just assume that's what you pay for artists as big as taylor swift i didn't even realize you know like i assume there's some mechanism that's making these so much more when you know you can see smaller artists like for 30 bucks or whatever you know um and so i just like never really thought about it and now it makes perfect sense oh yeah it's just for like no reason like for profit you know well and
1: a lot of these processing fees are a percentage of the ticket which doesn't make any sense why does a $300 ticket cost more to process yeah. than a $100 ticket like that's that's simply greed right you're right. not you're you're just banking profit
0: so Kyle was just uh <laughs> before i came on this is all we're talking about in this household uh is updates on this so Kyle was like reading a thread on uh, the aforementioned Twitter, the burning library, as you so aptly put it. And uh, we were just cracking up at one comment that was, uh, at least it's Taylor Swift and not a good band like Oasis, Bush, or Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> it's just like, you, I just love the idea of like, so, saying like not a good band, like enlisting all from a very specific era. I mean, like <laughs> not even a good band, like Tears for Fears, Talking Heads, like just like all like '80s. Head, like you don't see a similarity. Like maybe yeah. you're biased. The the by people the time you
1: were the people on Twitter who are just like stupid Swifties. Like get a fucking life.
0: Like yeah. oh, and the other thing was uh some guy. I don't know what it was. I was just hearing the audio coming from Kyle's phone of like the guy from Ticketmaster defending it and saying, I don't care what AOC thinks we're like the best ticket. We're the biggest ticket seller in the world or whatever. And so now it's political cause it's going to be like, Oh, AOC has a problem. Oh, and I'm sure it already oh, we'll get has there. been. Um, but, uh, but also just like being like, we are the greatest ticket seller. Um, and it does beg the question if they can't, if they're the best one and they can't handle this, like, you know, it just begs some more questions. Of well, like, and really, you're the best one in the world and you couldn't handle like 15 million people. There's a billion people in the world. That, well, you should be accounting for more.
1: You've made two points that I'm going to get to shortly. <laughs> The first of which, Ticketmaster is the biggest. They are not the best. They have been criticized hugely for not innovating their their systems. No, they have not innovated their systems at all. Um, They have not, like ticket transfers, pain in the ass. Like Luke, we went to go see a podcast Mm. this weekend uh, of which a friend of ours bought the tickets and couldn't make it. And the transfer process was literally me giving her my email and downloading the app. Ticketmaster is a huge pain in the ass. Uh, They don't have a built-in resale market like a lot of other apps do. Uh, Obviously, the fees are a huge deal. They're severely lacking in the technology, which leads to the second point. A lot of the buzz this week was about the failure of the Ticketmaster system. Uh, And one competitor of Ticketmaster pretty much said that the process of selling tickets is like setting yourself up for a DDoS attack. Uh, which is a direct denial of service. It's essentially the, in that instance, uh, a network of thousands, if not millions of computers, flood a service or website. Right. That's what happened. It was just expected and intentional. And um, Ticketmaster crashing is, is not a surprise. Allegedly 14 million people Winch to the pre-sale, which was only supposed to be available for $1.5 Meaning, 90% of the people were there just to, like, try and snag a ticket and just got in line and crashed the website. Yeah. Which, why did you not have to enter a code immediately?
0: Yeah, and that's what it's like. I don't even know. How could that happen? Also... I don't know. And that's what I'm like. I have a very... I do web design. I am not a developer. And so it's like, I don't know, but I'm like, I would think you would have some load balancing like backup in place. You wouldn't say, oh, so we're going to get 1.5. So let's plan to only get 1.5. It's like, you're yeah. not get, plan for a, a billion. Like that's what it's just like, plan for more, plan for a backup to the backup, you know, is, when you're this big.
1: It is a failure on Ticketmaster's technical systems that has... Not been improved uh, in quite yeah. a long time, and continues to really not be worked on. Um, and you know, a lot of people didn't get tickets. That's the shameless, yeah. and that's that's what you among them. Yeah, Annie uh, had presale. She had Capital One presale. Like they waited in line for two straight days, essentially unable to purchase, erroring out. Um, we we don't have tickets, and the general sale yeah. was canceled. So right, we're're we're, right we're of luck, like maybe we'll we'll get some on the market, maybe maybe a, she'll be lucky calling caller number seven. Uh, no,
0: there's gonna I have a feeling that there's gonna be some setting this right, and that's what Kyle was like, I'm gonna be pissed if then there's like a better like we're where like then people get tickets for cheaper or something where we had to you know like pay this crazy amount so yeah i hope i think there will be another chance to get tickets i have a feeling there i
1: I hope so i'm not really holding out hope because if anything we've shown that Ticketmaster kind of doesn't give a shit uh taylor swift probably pissed but also probably wiping away those tears with a whole boatload of money (laughs) yep so now we have to ask what do we do what do we do?
0: Where do we go uh, from here?
1: We do, we do what we do when there's any shitty system. Write your congressperson. Uh, we obviously, AOC on Instagram was criticizing Ticketmaster. Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal took to Twitter. He had this to say. Taylor Swift's tour sale is a perfect example of how the Live Nation slash Ticketmaster merger harms consumers by creating a near monopoly. I've long urged the DOJ to investigate the state of competition in the ticketing industry. Consumers deserve better than this anti-hero behavior. Let's get them rich. Great. Oh, fucking joke. rich. Oh, rich.
0: So that is your first name. That's what that joke is. It is.
1: So let's hope some change comes from this. Perhaps Taylor Swift will start her own ticketing company. I've heard the name Swift Ticks a lot, and like, oof, you you can't even you can't design that branding. That's good. That's great. But you know what's probably going to happen? Ticketmaster will remain a giant, and we'll be able to do yep. nothing. And you know what I think about that, Luke? What? Fuck them.
0: And why don't we talk about some albums from artists who did not have a disastrous headline-grabbing tour announcement in touts. Touts. All right. I got a lot of touts. I've been listening to a lot, some good stuff that has come out recently, and I'm going to hit you with the big three for me. This has been probably the three I've been listening to the most uh first up Smidley I love that band name because I feel like the band name does not it betrays how amazing the music is uh, but this is the side project of Connor Murphy from Foxing, which Foxing just had an amazing album last year. They're a band I've loved for years but his uh side project I think five years ago he put out an album as Smidley. That was the first album, and I played a song on the podcast. So good. Again, like underrated, like crazy good, and you're like, why is everyone not talking about this? Um, so I go on Instagram, see that uh, Connor Murphy was uh, posting that it's a new Smidley album, and he'll be supporting Bartizze Strange at some shows. Whoa. Uh, love Bartizze, and always he always comes up because he's always doing a bunch of good stuff in the music world. And so I checked out this new Smidley album. Here comes the devil. So good, uh, very like guitar based, but also kind of like a uh, like a bleacherzy uh, track, which I may be playing on a future episode. Uh, but also, I love the uh, song "In Poor Taste." You get some great heartfelt screaming from Connor. Great. So yeah, highly recommend that album. Then you got Marlo, the hip hop duo of LaRange, producer and Solomon Brigham the MC with Marlo Three, and it's it's great. I uh, Marlo Two was pretty great, and I love Marlo One. Got it up on the wall behind me here, uh, but Marlo Three, I think is it might be as good as one, if not better than two. <laughs> um, and so highly recommend it. Very good um drug dealer hiding in plain sight great 70s referencing rock album features kate bollinger and uh sedona who kevin played on the podcast i sent that one to you and was like which if you haven't listened to that kev oh it's got the steely dan and doobie vibes like dan and dubes dan and doob Mm. and uh it's uh, the first song is called Madison. And it's like one of my favorite songs of the year. And I like to pretend that it's about Madison from She Hulk because it's all, it's like, there's one verse that's like, oh, she's going to party like a debutante because she's Madison. I'm like, it's perfect. Uh, but yeah, that album is so good. Uh, then I listened to something you recommended to me this past weekend Willow, Coping Mechanism. Finally listened to it all the ah. way through. Fuck! You took another
1: one
0: of my ones. Oh, is that one of your touts? I was gonna okay. tout it,
1: but we can t- we can share a it, tout. It. It's good. Yeah, it's it, really it's a good. Mutual tout. I think I like it's it very good. More than her last one.
0: I don't know, cause I really liked that one. And I want to go back and listen. But yeah, there is a lot of great like emo, e pop, punky, uh, like choruses, and she ruled on SNL. Like it was straight up like hardcore punk metal shit she was doing on SNL, and it was awesome. And yeah, so. It's uh it's solid. I listened to it because uh this will cue me up for my last couple touts. Uh I listened to it because I was listening to the fm with Tegan and Sarah and they played the song Wait a Minute by Willow, which is from twenty fifteen, but it's their top song on Spotify. Are you familiar with it, Kev? No. Oh, Maybe? it's super good. Am I? It's super like, I, and I was surprised. I thought it would have come out on one of her new albums, but uh, check it out. Wait a minute, I'm gonna tout that one too. And then uh, Tegan and Sarah were the ones that shouted that song out and played that song on CBBFM, and they have a great new album called Cry Baby. Also on CBBFM, they talked about Tomberlin's new album. I, know, I don't know who needs to hear this. And that is super good. I just listened to it. Emotional, emotional shit there. Um, so check that out. And then my last one, Kev, I mentioned that Brian was talking to me about some band, and I don't remember the name of them. I really, maybe they'll be on my next touts, but it's a super group with members of My Comic Romance and Cohen Cambria. And I was like, uh, that sounds right up my alley. And then he's talking about the singer is this guy, Anthony Green, and he's from Circa Survive. Did you ever listen to them? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I was like, I thought they were like kind of a seminal band of that era, but I think maybe one of the more alternative ones, not so huge as Michael McRoman. Yeah,
1: yeah, not as big, but definitely like right, that era.
0: But still, and so Anthony Green's album Boom Done, which is, I guess, about, after he overdosed and had like a near-death experience, like was technically dead for a few minutes. And uh, this album fucking rules. It's so good. Uh, Brian sent me the one song, I Don't Want to Die Tonight, and just some great like scream sung vocals. Uh, but there's like horns. It's kind of acoustic-y and just like this triumphant, beautiful album. So highly recommend that one as well.
1: Nice uh yeah. the song you mentioned by willow wait a minute uh i am familiar with also was a very big track on tiktok this year so that might be why it's oh, yeah. one of her most popular
0: it's very good
1: yeah it is uh and it like like all tiktok songs it's like super pitched up on there for some reason and uh, oh yeah but the normal version's really good uh i you know what i have not been on a big music kick lately um it Fair. happens it happens L- listening to some good podcasts and and you know uh after you finish this episode if you haven't listened to dead eyes do it because it's really delightful oh yeah um but the music i have listened to i've really enjoyed uh another brian recommendation sobs with air guitar that was a very very good like alt indie pop album i think they're out of singapore i was really impressed with it um been a big fan, like it's it's gotten a lot of spins. uh And Luke, I nice. don't know if I I don't know if I touted it out already last week, but like you were correct, the new Yeah Yeah, yeah Yeah's album,
0: yes, right, so good. underrated. Yeah, so I, good.
1: I've I'm not even sure if it's underrated. It's just like everything. Yeah. It's maybe my favorite album of theirs in a very long time.
0: It is. It's like interesting because it's got some of the DNA of It's Blitz, which was their one album where they started going a little more electronic. Mm-hmm. Then it's got some of the DNA of like what Karen O oh did with Danger Mouse and just like I feel like her sort of solo work. Um, and then you get some a little bit of the like rockiness of old Yeah, yeah yeahs, But for the most part, it's kind of a new direction for them. And yeah, I really loved like every song on it. But different today. That's my jam. And I did a cover of it on TikTok.
1: Yeah, it was great. My last out, unsurprising. Um, but you know what? Having now sat with this album for like a month, it's it's maybe among my favorite of hers. Carlyra Jepson's The Loneliest Time.
0: Oh, okay. It's
1: really good. I, uh, Midnight's dominated our listening time for quite a while. Yes. but i really really like this album i think it's i i when we first talked about it i was like i'm really excited like for her next album because i think this shows she can do a lot more i i've i think this is pretty damn great music
0: maybe i should spend some more time with it because it was pretty damn good it is funny because because of tiktok and just kyle being on tiktok i hear anti-hero like, in clips all the time, you know, like, the one sound of it, and I'm, like, it's really funny that because we listened to it that night it came out, I feel like it, that song so quickly, like, within a day or two, went from, like, this song is so good to, like, Yeah, I'm good on it. (laughs) Like, it's still good, but I'm just like, it's like, I reached that point to where it was worn out so quick because it just like immediately. Yeah. Well, the music video also
1: came out that morning. So, like, that was definitely the first like lead single.
0: Yeah. And I, I, Um, like,
1: I didn't get, like, I I was taking it a little bit too much at face value when it came out. And I was like, eh, it's fine. And like, obviously, it's very tongue in cheek. The music video doesn't do a good job of proving that. But it wasn't my favorite. It still isn't and I it's me high is just a very on the problem. it's me it's funny.
0: It's fun, yeah, it's fun, definitely. but I just uh, yeah, and I like I do that with albums where I listen to and wear them out like immediately, but that one it happened very fast uh, because it's Taylor Swift. But anyway, why don't we move along? To talking about the new Music Friday releases that we're excited for and shouts.
1: A big one coming off, a big one out. Uh Ooh. Brockhampton with a double album release. Uh, a double big one. A double big one. Family already out at the time of recording. Uh and TM out today. So TM, they're TM. they're dro- Tim Tim Tim. They're dropping two good albums and Luke, is this it?
0: That is it. They're this is uh, it. they're hanging it up at least as a collective. I mean, they're all like separately doing yeah. lots of good stuff, but but yeah, they're saying this is the end. Who knows? I mean, lots of other rappers and artists have said they're retiring and then like come out of retirement and stuff. But seems like this is the end for the uh, Brockhampton boys. So. uh
1: an end ju- of an era. And- yeah,
0: it's a bummer, but I'm excited. I'm gonna check that family one out right when we're done. With yeah, this. me
1: too. And the wombats with, is this what it feels to feel like this? And I can say the answer to that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that's about <laughs> right. Yeah. Luke, what do you got?
0: All right. Well, I got a great artist who just showed up in the trailer for the documentary about Judy Sill that I'm very excited about. Ooh. Um, This is Way's blood, and In the Darkness Hearts Again which uh, the past few albums from Blood have been super good. Uh, She does kind of like, it's very like rooted in old school folk, but then with like different productions. So it's not always like guitar folk, but it's got like melodies and vibes of like that 60s folk, uh, 70s folk in the vein of the great Judy Sill, who she was very inspired by.
1: They're one of those bands that I just, feel like the name doesn't match the music for me like Hmm. i I yeah it
0: doesn't sound very bloody
1: yeah for some reason like it's just like every time i think of them it's i don't think folk but that is very much like what they've been for several albums
0: well but titanic rising was a little more like am poppy uh orchestrated so so she's gone some different directions but and then what's a ways i don't know probably means something significant. But anyway, check that one out. Shouts to them. And then Panda Bear and Sonic Boom with reset songbook instrumentals and remixes. That is a very good actually I'm going to tout that album right now too. If you haven't listened to Reset the Panda Bear and Sonic Boom album. Remember I played a oh, song yeah, an artist it. you
1: played on the podcast. They ruled. yep
0: um Panda Bear from Animal Collective, of course, and um Sonic Boom, another great producer and that album's really good too. And in fact, I need to add that to my list of like year end contenders. Cause I added a bunch of these, uh, but yeah. So those remixes, I bet there will be some good names from the music world doing remixes on that. I don't know who at this time, but I bet you Panda Bear and Sonic boom can pull some good names. Yeah, I think so. And that's going to do it for us this week. We got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Hey, get some tickets for Planet Ant comedy shows and other like theater shows they got going on. They don't sell them through Ticketmaster, so you'll be totally fine. You'll be yeah. able to go to the show and like see the performance that you paid for. Um, and then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, great reviews and columns and we're busy at work for our top tens which will be coming out on there uh, in the next month or two so keep your eyes peeled for that and then you can follow us at best song ever pod on all social media and follow me at indie darling music on tiktok instagram youtube and That's gonna do it for us as always. I'm Luke LeBenn saying you better check your perspec,
1: and I'm Kevin Connor saying go ahead, chase those waterfalls.
0: This is the best song ever. Fuck you, Ticketmaster! Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast, better the jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth it.